This is Mike Madrid. And this is Gregory Rodriguez. We're your hosts for Americanata, where we'll be exploring the intersection of race, class, culture, and politics during a time of extraordinary change. We'll be thinking out loud and processing what's on our minds as we go, unfiltered. And we're looking forward to you joining us for this discussion as we explore how we got to this tumultuous moment in the United States. Right back at it, Gregory. Uh, let's get into the culture wars that we've been kind of skirting around the issue on. I want to talk a little bit about some of the news that was made this last week with Governor Asa Hutchinson from the great state of Arkansas. Talking Beautiful about- state. Beautiful state. Have you been to Arkansas? Yeah, it was one. You know, well, the, there's always beautiful places everywhere, except for I won't say one state. But the Ozarks are just gorgeous. Yeah, I've really never been place. to the Ozarks. Yeah. I've never been to Arkansas. I've never been yeah. to. I, in fact, I haven't been to most of the Midwest. Yeah, I'm going on 46 states, dude. I, I, I'm. Uh, I, I got. I want to close it out. One of what are the four you need? I need Alaska. What's a little troublesome because I can't drive there really readily. Uh, Alaska, Idaho. Uh, uh, Montana and um, South Dakota. That's it. Huh. And then I'm done. But then if the Democrats add two more, then I'll keep on driving. There you- <laughs> we might have more states. You're going to have to keep adding numbers. <laughs> you know, who I designs to- the flag, by the way, when they start adding stars? Like, how does that work? It's the great, great, great granddaughter of Betsy Ross. Yeah, they bring her back out. They bring her back out. <laughs> you know, I once I found myself in a in a little town, a little farm town called Clinton, Illinois, and I was in the Central Square. It was it was actually the place where Abraham Lincoln. There was a little plaque said his famous quote that that last was repopularized by Bob Dylan. Um, you can fool some of the people all the time, and all the people some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. He said it in this town, right? And there, there was a plaque, of course. There was one, yes, and there was one other like. Uh, uh, tourists about and I was like dude what are you doing here and his name was Clinton his last name was Clinton and he was visiting every town in America that it, that shared his last name it was very cool when are you going to Rodriguez I'm going uh, to all Rodriguez, Rodriguez Connecticut let's <laughs> 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 Okay, let's let's get let's let's get serious now. Let's get into a little bit more substance because I do want to talk about um, culture, um, which we often visit on, and the conservative idea um, and the debate. I think in the conservative movement or conservative party, as it is, as to whether or not uh, government can and or should be used to drive culture. Before we get to that, I do want to kind of like talk a little bit about my own, you know, kind of views on this, um, if I could. I I have always, and again, I started in Republican politics in the early 90s, right, before Pat Buchanan's famous speech at the Republican National Convention and kind of as one of the um, more recent people, at least in my lifetime, um, you know, America firsters and saying that there's a culture war and we need to kind of lean into this as a Republican party and really started to kind of uh, verbalize. Again, this is, I I know this is not new. It didn't start with Pat Buchanan, but in in terms of living memory um, in in my years, that, that idea that somehow government could and should be used as a weapon in the culture war troubled me greatly because one is I didn't think it was conservative. Uh, um, 
using government, using the power of government to coerce or to force or to, to socially engineer, right, is the word conservatives always use of the left. Um, but but that, that, that influence in the party not only never went away, it never really subsided. And now it's kind of <clears throat> not just on full spectacular display, but it may be the only thing left in the party that is uniting what what I characterize as the Republican Party or what was the Republican Party I knew. Right, right. One big distinction, though, is that when Pat Buchanan did it, he was conflating uh, culture and race, which is often a, a, a stupid thing to do. Um, and so somehow that, that large numbers of Catholic migrants would somehow change uh, <laughs> the, 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 the sort of moral assumptions of, of a as Still a Catholic majority. himself, Pappy Cannon. <laughs> right, right. But, fellow Georgetown so he, man, by he the way. He was, he was, don't, don't, don't word that too proudly. Uh, <laughs> the, but, but they were, that was a conflation. Now, the culture wars has since gone uh, above and beyond or below and beyond race and right. has, has, uh, has uh, been going towards sec- issues of homosexuality or gay marriage and now the trans issue. And if I could just to set this up, that Aza Hutchinson, without getting into the, the details of the, of the bill he vetoed in Arkansas uh, that was overridden, he essentially questioned whether that, as you, as you did when you saw this Buchanan doing it years ago, whether using, leveraging the power of government to transform or to control or to determine cultural patterns was even, was one, the, something that Republicans should be doing, and whether and two, whether he was even a conservative notion or behavior, and that I think is a really welcome. Uh, you know, he probably he's already getting the the crap beaten out of him, but that is a, a welcome shift that we could that it would be really great for the country if we saw this uh, on on some level both sides of the aisle. The the left doesn't use it in the religious sense, but the, there is a lot of morality. Uh, uh, talk in in, in 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 the left in terms of uh, of of, uh, of trying to determine behaviors in different ways. So the idea that government should not be utilized to universalize behaviors uh, is really sort of welcoming, and it may actually bring us back to maybe how the government was designed in the first place. Well, let me say, um, again, this, I I think, I I believe this was the predominant thought in the Republican Party in the 80s and 90s is there was not, and and, and I'm fully, fully open to the idea that I'm wrong here because of you know, some of the appeals of Reagan to social conservatives and kind of readjusting and building a coalition with the Bible Belt, uh, the realignment of those states. But I, I do remember distinctly very rigorous debates about whether or not politics actually drove culture and government as an extension of politics. And if that was appropriate for the conservative party, if that was truly conservatism or not, from where I stood, it was not. And so the fact that it's, it's, I would say it's not, it's not like a new thing. It's almost a shift back to what the Republican party, at least the party that I knew 25, 30 years ago was and is, and, and is the pure true definition of conservatism 
which means that government should not be being used as a weapon or as a, a well, limited uh, government, li- limited government, all respects, yeah. right. Economically, yeah, right. socially, right. you know, that, that we began from the pre- the premise, the conservatives should begin from the premise that less, less government is better and argue back from there. Right. It, it's not always the case, but when it comes to, to cultural issues, um, and again, I do believe very firmly that that is really all that remains um, uh, 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 in the Republican Party. It is, the, it is the tie that binds what remains is these cultural. It's why we talk about Dr. Seuss. It's why yeah. the issues of you know, trans issues have, have become emergent and so dominant. Yeah. And I, I, I think even, gun culture is a part of that. And you're right. And I don't even think they're culture issues per se. They're really wedge issues to mm-hmm. push the government, to push the Democrats into a hole. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't even think people believe them, right? They're just, but, but I, I would, I'd just like to say that the, 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 the constitution as, as I understand it was designed to be sort of relatively neutral, uh, God is mentioned twice in the constitution and the bill of rights, uh, uh, religion, uh, rather, not God. Uh, God is not mentioned at all in the Constitution, and this is it, and and what's happened in my mind is that as the country shifted, as it, it modernized, as different sort of cultural counterculture became sort of established culture through feminism and through the, the use of uh, uh, new medicines to control the pregnancy and so forth. Um, that we saw a group of conservatives look to government to reimpose what used to be really not government enforced per se, but used to be sort of a cultural standard, right? So as the cultural standards uh, erode and as there's more opinions as to how one can and should behave in the world, they looked to government to say, well, we're gonna to to reimpose what they imagined was always the basis of the culture. The conservatives are always saying this was a Christian nation. Well, not officially it wasn't. And, and so, um, so it, it's really sort of, but there's something else going on. It's the sort of the, it's the role of government period. Forget just the conservatives, the role of government in American life. It, one used to be able to look at government as sort of the walls of society, right? Or the scaffolding at the very least, right? But now people mistake public life with the government, right? Like that it, there's the notion of a civil society. The notion is, Mike, go ahead, be a Catholic, go to Georgetown, do your Catholic thing. That is not a government, that is not, the government was designed to keep its nose out of your, to not tell you, one, that you couldn't go to a Catholic school and two, to, to, not, to, not, to not require you to take some sort of a, a religious oath. So if you see what I'm saying, that sort of what we have dying is this notion of a civil society that we can individually or collectively create the behaviors we want to see in our families and friends ourselves. You understand that, that we're going to, the, 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 the government to impose it, not just on us, but on everyone else. So what, what I think we're, what we're losing is as the government looms larger to everyone in this country, it's not just conservatives, um, we're losing the respect for civil society, that somehow the government can allow you to do something, but it shouldn't be necessarily endorsing your cultural and moral behavior any other way than perhaps the implicit moral value of a law. 
right? So, so I think the big loss here is our understanding. And what Hutchison's really bringing back is, hey, there's civil society people. If you want to believe and behave and create communities that behave this well, way, knock yourself out. You don't need the government to do that. And again, an inherently conservative argument. I, I commend you know Governor Hutchinson for 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 you know taking that position. Of course, he was overridden by the Republican legislature in Arkansas um, shortly thereafter. And that 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 is again some of the conflict between the Republican Party and what was traditionally known as conservatism. But I want to I want to explore a little bit about what you're saying here, just in terms of the history. You see this in a historical context, really kind of as a reaction to the counterculture movement of the '60s. Is, just, is I'll just nuance you, that a reaction to the shifts in, in culture that the counterculture created. Yes, yes. And so what you saw was both parties or the conservative party look to government to kind of reset the social standard. Well, I think both parties are now. I, I, right. I think I think uh, the, the, but one of them more overtly religious and the other sort of with sort of secular moralism of, of the progressives. Um, so I, it, but it's, it, but it's the idea that your rights, which is one thing, and then demanding that the, the, everyone behave in a certain way is another thing, right? And they're not all, some culture wars are inevitable, but I think the overuse of them is we've long reached that point. Right. So some wars over values are inevitable because, again, there's an implicit value of any law. It has a moral implication to them. Um, but the way that we're, that we're basically overusing it. And I think that's what he's saying. It's a I think I think I think without saying it, I think Hutchison is saying there's a, this we've reached a, the point of diminishing returns on this issue, people. And uh, and I and I think the biggest lie, the, the biggest loss in all of this is is Americans have no sense in their own power to create their own community themselves. That's pretty, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty profound one, but I, I do want to, I want to, I want to dial this back a little bit because you said something interesting and I want to, I want to test the case a little bit. You said that we um, oftentimes conflate culture and race. No, Pat Buchanan did. Yes, yes, yes. Is that still the case? I, I mean, think Pat Buchanan happening. was in the '90s. Is that still the case? I think because- I think it's less. I think race has less of a return than than pure sort of moral accusation or you political know, so return. You mean political return? Race has less of a return. It's less acceptable uh, on many levels. Uh, and I think sort of so so and it's it's really hard uh, to to say all these Christian immigrants are somehow going to change, you know, your Christian land as you imagine it to be a Christian land, right? So it it just kind of um, uh, and and I think race is, is is less of a fundamental issue in this country than it is a political uh, weapon in this country. I think behavioral, uh, I think gay rights and, and even those, even the shifts toward acceptance of gay marriage, for instance, I think it's more, you know, the trans issue is not racial. And that's the thing that we're talking about, right? That, 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 that Arkansas was dealing with. But yeah, I think the conflation did exist. I think it exists less. And why is that? I, 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 again, I think there's fewer returns, I think. And it's harder to say, you know, if, 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 you know, in Germany, the, the anti-immigrant element there, for instance, likes to point to the fact that the immigrants that they're most dissatisfied with are Muslim, 
right? So they can say, oh, they are changing our way of doing things. They have a different ethic. They will never assimilate. So it's harder to do when most of, you know, when, when, the, when, the, when the most benighted, the most, you know, disdained immigrants to this country, Mexicans, are, of, are generally Christians. Yeah, that's an, that's that's helpful. It's it's. They're not that foreign. Mexicans are not that foreign. Are they are they foreign enough to create the conflict that we're no, starting no, no. to see? I, but again, and we've never seen really the culture wars against Mexicans, for instance. I'm just again, it's this conflation. I think it's already, you know, we've seen the the anti-gay marriage. Again, here's another thing. Like like that was really a right that a group of people were asking for. And then the, what the left, what the right wing did was to pretend that that right somehow took away their right, which was a sort of an absurd argument, right? That allowing marriage to, to, to gays and lesbians somehow impeded the rights of straight people. So that was just, that didn't work on a different level, right? So, so, so it's this, it, they're, they're wedge issues. I don't think, I, I think they're just designed to give people to vote. I think the, the conservative party is so out of ideas. That's the only other, that's the only way they know how to fight because they're not proposing anything. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 110%. I just, I know that I spent the last year watching really closely this evolution or devolution of kind of this segment of the party that was so focused on some of these cultural issues, these social issues um, conservative issues that they would define as kind of a, a Christian nation's standard. Um, but, but also, again, watching this rising overt appeal to, to white grievance. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and maybe I have been wrong in conflating those two, but publicly I have said the culture wars have been, cha- have been transformed into the race war. I, yeah, I, I don't think there is a really is a race war. Uh, I think it's a political tool. Uh, but the, yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't I think they're two different things. And I to, to some extent, I see the Republican Party so deeply flailing that they're taking issues that affect so few people and making a bigger deal out of them because they don't have any agenda. Right. So today, just just today, um, we got this announcement coming across the transom. <laughs> saying that there's a segment of the Republican Party, right? Some of these members of Congress that have created essentially an America First caucus, right? This Anglo-Saxon caucus. And I know we didn't want to go too much into this. But to me, this is, they're, they're saying that, you know, this caucus, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Louis Gohmert, they're, they're the, the basic premises we need to return, or we, we need to protect the basic Anglo-Saxon pr- political <clears throat> tradition. Ask every one of them what Anglo-Saxon means, and they'll say, uh, <laughs> the whole concept is bullshit. I don't know why we're talking about it, dude. It's just like it, the racism used to be, quote unquote, backed up by science, was was taught routinely in the Ivy Leagues. Most presidents of the United States were racist. And now we're talking about Louis Gohmert, dude. It's like, who gives a shit? I mean, these are the, the, the racism is now for the for the loser lunatics who have nothing else to say. So I, I, this is not a threat. You know, I, this is not a threat. It was a threat when Theodore Roosevelt, who was a brilliant man, espoused it. But it's not a threat now in the same way. Um, I mean, in, 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 in racism is a threat in its implicit 
the in, in terms of the implicit behaviors it can allow in terms of police violence and so forth, but not through the mouth of a Louis. Dude, Louis Gomer's never said anything that made any sense. So I, I just I. <laughs> You don't take any of it seriously because it, of who's saying it. No, it's just it's again it's it's marginal, it's silly, and we spend we the the country spends way too much attention on the lunatics. I mean, the cable TV man, they they have to keep on talking about something, but who gives a shit about Louis Gomer? I there's 435 House members, really. I mean, so one I of them says on something. Yeah. You know, I could care less, but but I, th- these are not the things that threaten America, but. But 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 again, it, the warfare over how we behave is a function of modernization more than immigration of of of, of a sort of a maturing imperial society that whose who women gained rights after the, World War II and feminism, the changing roles, gender roles, and how households behaved, and 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 so the the right wing imagined that we used to be a solidly Christian nation, which isn't true. Most, most people in the revolution, the colonial era and the post-revolutionary didn't were unchurched as they say church going took a hundred years to be become popular in the United States. The United States was never really that Christian of a nation, but again, it's like Christians find quote unquote passive Christians find Christianity in the same way, zealously in the same way as a latter generation ethnic America finds his or her ethnicity, right? Mm. It's like you gain it, you embrace it like, as if as, after it's already slipped away from you. Uh, it's, it's, it's the same thing. And, and it is a, it's an identity and a sense of meaning that, that gives you a place in the world that makes you feel important. There's nothing wrong with it in any per se. It's just that it's, been, it's being leveraged too much to beat other people up. Right. So the other thing, like for for 20 years, the New York Times or whoever called these value voters, like, you know, it would always piss me off. They're like, yeah, they care about values more than someone who's not one. Right. But and then we learned under Trump. Right. They still love Trump. Is it was it really the values, dude? Was it the values or it was a guy who could speak to them and speak? It was this kinship, but it's a, it's a form of ethnicity. It's like that's a guy like me. It's not about values, value values. They misread this shit for so long. It's just another group, and that of, of which we are members of groups. Everyone's a member of some group, which they see. Oh, this candidate, this official reflects us as people more than the other person does. But it ain't about values. Otherwise, they wouldn't have loved Trump so much. I mean, if the lie of the value voter, we can finally say after the Trumpian mm. episode, let's just kill that lie, man. Value voter, my ass. Well can I say that? No, that can was I fantastic. Say that on this? That was fantastic. No, that was very well said. I, 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 I'm fascinated. I got kind of stuck on the idea that, um, you know, people, people were seeking religion, you know, 100, 150 years after the founding, the same way that, you know, ethnic groups kind of reach back and deep back into, you know, three or four generations past to find some sort of texture, some sort of meaning, some, some sort of anchor in their lives yeah. to say, this is who I am. This is my identity. This is where I came from. And this is the community who will help me when things are bad. And yeah. this is the community that will help me kind of survive the modern world. Right. Right. And, but, but, and, but why do you need that to be the state 
Go ahead. I interrupt. Well, you tell me. Why do we need that? Why we do, don't why? need it to be any, any good history of any good students of the when did when did the when did Christianity become corrupted? When it, when it became the official religion of empire? When did so one of it's one of the beauty of the disestablishment cause of the Constitution? What it it basically is there can be no established religion, no 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 preeminent religion of the state, and what that did was create greater diversity, greater competition. Uh, among and you know what it 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 there was it limited the number of Sunday Christians right so Christianity then becomes something ideally that wasn't tied to political power that's what the dis I one could argue okay here let me let me backtrack I have this guy uh, can I backtrack on something a little bit yeah no this is great so I have this guy this guy that I briefly worked for for a Catholic intellectual magazine in college called the New Oxford Review. And he wrote a book called From Berkeley to East Berlin and Back in the 60s. I think, he, well, I don't, it came out in this, I don't know when it came, in the 80s, but in he was a communist, PhD at Berkeley, a communist. He went to East, dude, the dude, he and his wife moved to East Germany, communist East Germany, because he Utopia wanted, he wanted to see the workers' paradise. And he got there and said, Jesus, these are materialists. <laughs> these people are all looking for the same thing Americans are. They're looking for a leg up and a, you know, and, a, and more status. And, and he actually became Christian there because he found the Christians in East Germany where they were actually a, a despised minority, where they had zero status. There were no Sunday Christians there, brother. They were all believers. And he actually saw the benefits in Christianity not being backed or endorsed by the state. He says, because that's pure religion. It's divorced of the status of society and state. And that uh, this ne is the ne never lost me. It, that always stuck with me. Uh, this is actually, well, I think, one of the first times I've ever heard this argument. I'm embarrassed to say it. It makes perfect sense. I always viewed the language of our founding documents in this country as kind of a freedom to express your own religious and own religious views. It was really a, a limiting of the corrupting power of using religion as a tool well to tie it into the government as a way of favoring one group over the other, favoring one group over the other. Yeah. That's this, is what why, this is why New England, the New England states who had fruit had come from Puritan roots, were unhappy with the disestablishment clause because that was the one, the most homogeneous part of the country that came from a particular, largely from a particular uh, 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 tradition. They didn't like the disestablishment clause because that that had been a Puritan region. Isn't that interesting? So that threatened them. They wanted that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They wanted a, a religious government. Well, they they wanted a they they wanted a an official religion of the of, of the state. But the, the Constitution forbids that. Uh, well, at least the, I guess in the uh, the the the, the uh, in the Bill of Rights. But the Constitution only other mention is that that we uh, no no government cannot require you to to take an oath that that, that uh, saying that you are of a certain faith. That's yeah, a, the, the both mentions of religion are have no in front of them. <laughs> you can't do this. And that yeah, says and again, everything. It, it, it says everything. And again, back to the kind of Asa Hutchinson piece and conservatism, it was designed to prevent the government from using it again as a coercive power. Yeah. Because the government should not be, at least from right. my perspective, and obviously right. from Governor Hutchinson's perspective, the government should not be using coercive power to engineer social standards. 
Right. Again, they will at some point implicitly through the passing of certain laws that 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 prescribe behavior, but not in the way that it's we're, we talk about it now. It's yeah, just I mean, over, the, overwrought. And so society, we need to talk about what people, what Americans can do for themselves. It's not all about rights. It's not all about government. Uh, it, the, 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 the negative freedoms in which the country was founded, well, you were allowed to do this without the imposition of the state. You are allowed to do this. You're allowed to speak whatever language you wish, to, to, to profess any religion you want. And we just, but again, it's too automatic in the, uh, that in this day and age to look to, that we equate again, politics and the public life. There is and should be and has to be a public life that has nothing to do with politics. And you see the left an emergent threat to this same model. Not emergent yet. There's just the, the, the it's not necessarily, I mean, done, done through foundations, done through the HR culture. There's all sorts of impositions of what somebody somewhere thinks of how people should behave. And we're, there's, we're getting, you know, the, the ideal of behavior of people is being prescribed every day in this country. Uh, that isn't, I don't think, uh, the country at its best. Can we come back from that? I, I don't know if we can come back. There's, there's, there's going to be a, you know, the, the Republicans also get a lot of, of, of traction on, you know, on, uh, you know, I, I forgot the t- terms they use but you know on what we can and cannot say the priggishness of of the politically uh, correct stuff yeah but it's it's more than politically correct it's 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 gotten to be more like office correct or professional correct or cancel culture yeah i don't want to use the buzz it's not just that it's just it's it's this notion that nobody knows exactly what words to use and how to behave there is something to that and these, mm-hmm. there is, it is in, it is in the air, and it's not coming out of nowhere. It is, it is foundation driven, and it is university driven, and it's, 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 it's journalism driven, and it is, it's giving the sense that there's, there's certain ways people can behave, but I'm not sure most people are sure what those ways are. And it seems like they're adding more and more to them all the time. Whoever yeah. they are, <laughs> yeah, these institutions, exactly. right? Right, and so we you can't even keep up anymore. Right, and that's ex- perfect. Exactly. I don't want to get into it too much, but as you said, really, I know lots of smart people, and they don't know what the appropriate term for this is. It's just we've gotten to the point where, you know, when, when again, we've said this too many times on the show, which where the the, the left has become the scoldy party, uh, and 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 this this would be a real back to the Hutchinson that would be a real relief if at least uh, if the right really dropped its cudgel and fight over something that has substantive value for the people who for people who need it like hey maybe jobs ah maybe better schools you know think about it I maybe. think the fact I think the fact that he was overridden by a Republican legislature means it's probably not too in the in the near future though am, am I being too optimistic that just the mere fact that he said it no, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But like I said, to me, that that was the dominant thought, or at least it was a more, it was a more dominant thought. You never would have seen that being overridden by a Republican legislature. I don't think even as recently as five, six years ago. I mean, I could be wrong about that, but that's been my experience. Is there was at least an intellectual argument saying, "Wait a second, that's not what what conservatives are. That's not what the guiding philosophy of this party is," and there would be this clash between quote unquote, social conservatives who were probably a lot like, 
you know, those New Englanders saying, well, no, this is, we want religion and government. We need more God in school. The reason why this is all falling apart is because we took Jesus and the cross mm-hmm. out of the classroom. Mm-hmm. Like that's what happened. That's why society is falling apart. That's why the sixties happened <laughs> right. for right. God's right. sakes. Right? right. And, and, and there would be, there would be, there'd be a, a clash of, of, of value values, a flat of a, a clash of idea of, of ideas and direction. What, what has happened now is what was once the dominant belief, which is Republicans looked, the conservatives looked at policy problems like this from the beginning, the origin, right, from the premise that government should not be involved first yeah. and then start slowly with a government solution. Like that's gone. <clears throat> yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to wrap it up. I'm getting a, a wrap up signal from our producer, but. I wanted to wrap up an optimism, but I don't have any. So it's up to you now. Be optimistic. <laughs> There's no you pressure or anything. It. You can do it. I, I will say this. I do think that there is enough pushback from folks who are increasingly resentful of sort of the moral tone of both parties that they will ultimately recognize that the coercive power of government has gone too far and it is not the province of one party. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I did it. Talk to you next time, brother. See you, man. Good talk. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for visiting with Gregory Rodriguez and Mike Madrid on this episode of Americanata. If you've enjoyed the discussion, please help us out, share, review, and give us five stars. We'll talk to you next episode.